you're wearing a sweater that was selected for you by the people in this room from a pile of stuff. Give me a full ballerina skirt and a hint of saloon and I'm on board. Mm. Welcome to the She Became Visible podcast. I'm your host, Renee Steelman. This podcast is my story. It's your story. It's our story. It's all the stories of all the women who one day knew that it was time to remember who they were, who they are, and stand up and be seen. Hello. Hopefully you can hear me. Let me go into my comments to see if you can hear me. Um, Because I'm using my earbuds tonight and I can hear me, but I'm not sure if you can hear me. So if you're on tonight, then let me know if you can hear me. Okay. So this is not going to be a long broadcast. Basically, what I'm going to do is introduce you to what I have planned for 2024 on She Became Visible. And I have some really great guests. And I just wanted to kind of give you a preview of coming attractions. So if you're not on the chat, you're probably going to miss this whole broadcast. It's not going to be very long. But let me start out by um, sharing with you who my first guest is going to be beginning on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Now, I am going to try and make Sunday morning, 10 a.m. when I produce She Became Visible weekly. I'm going to try and make that my regularly scheduled program time. Um, I'm going to probably have to learn how to do better editing and recording to make that happen because one of the things that I like to do is I like to make the schedule very open for my guests. And as much as I love doing live, I, it's really almost impossible to get people that are available on Sunday morning at 10 AM every week. So what I'm planning on doing is probably more recorded sessions and not as many live sessions, but I'm hoping that this will allow me to be more consistent so that you will know when I'm on weekly. Because as many of you like me, I am a huge follower of Mormonism Live and everything Mormon discussions because that's who I work for. That's my boss, Bill Real. And one of the things I love is I love the anticipation of knowing that every Wednesday night at 6.20, I'm going to be listening to Mormonism Live. And it's funny because um, one of my friends, Martine, you guys, you're all familiar with Martine. She's been on Mormon Stories and Mormonism Live and lots of other programs. But she and I were talking about how we kind of work our schedules around Wednesdays at 6.20 so that we don't miss Mormonism Live, even though... 
sometimes I fall asleep because it'll go on for a couple of hours and um, and I'll have to listen to the rest of it the next day. But I try to listen to it live as much as possible. So I really want to be consistent with my uh, recording so that you know when you can find She Became Visible. So we're going to start out 2024, January, with Sunday mornings at 10 a.m., and um, hopefully that'll become a pattern for you. So let me introduce to you what I have planned for 2024. Let me introduce my first guest. Now, this is very ironic because this is Renee. And Renee, even though she spells her name differently, she is 71 years old. And I met her through the bodybuilding world. And she lives in Houston, Texas. And she actually has a fabulous story because she didn't start doing weight resistant training until she was in her 60s. And she has had, I think, at least double, it might be triple lumbar fusion surgery. So there are exercises that she can't do because of her back. But obviously, look at her, she makes it work. And so she's going to be my very first guest. Now, guest, I don't know how many of you have already started to see the um, advertisements for the new year. I mean, already on TikTok, there are hundreds of 28-day wall programs. There's a, there's a yoga something that is advertising 28-day program. My 57-year-old mother did this program and within 28 days she completely changed her body oh i hate that and you know i don't know how many of you joined a gym or decided that you're going to cut out the sugar in your life or all of the other resolutions that a lot of us make on january 1st and then by january 15th we're like oh screw it <laughs> where's that snickers bar you know um so and i think that that is really um, kind of ignited by the idea that you can do something in 28 days or you could do something in six weeks. And the reality is that you, it's going to take a long time. Okay. Okay, good. I'm getting comments. They can hear me. Um, so yeah, it's going to take years. When people comment on Renee's Instagram, they will ask her something about her abs or her beautiful body. And she'll say, I've been doing this for 10 years. And when you start hearing like it's going to take you a year or it's going to take you two years, for some people that might be discouraging, but for others, it's reality. And when you have that reality, it helps you to understand that, you know what, maybe I need to just start out taking a walk. And maybe for a couple of months, I'm going to do a commitment of walking 10,000 steps a day and then slowly working your way into some kind of weight resistant program. So that's what we're gonna talk about with Renee on the seventh. So I think you're gonna really enjoy her. She's got a little bit of that Southern drawl and um, she's, we're gonna be bringing up a lot of, she just qualified for her professional bodybuilding card this year. And I just think she's just an amazing inspiration. So she's gonna be my very first guest. Part of the idea, um, uh, visible is completely 
becoming visible in all areas of your life, not just um, standing up for maybe a deconstruction, or maybe you decide you're going to go back to school, or maybe you decide you're going to go back to work, or maybe you're going to take up a hobby that you put away because your life got so busy serving others, being a mother, being a wife, being a sister, being a daughter, and you were not able to really bring out the talents that you naturally have. This is the year for you to bring those talents out of the box. Open up that cedar chest and bring those talents out. And one of it might one of those talents might have been maybe you were an athlete in high school. Maybe you were a, a, a collegiate athlete that got a full ride scholarship, but you haven't touched a soccer ball in 35 years or a basketball or even done any kind of running or anything like that. So maybe it's time that you open up that chest and bring back your athleticism that you put on hold so that you could serve other people. So that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Now, I was never an athlete. I was never involved in any kind of athletics. But after I had my fifth child, I was standing at my kitchen sink doing the dishes and my neighbor ran by. And this was not a fit woman. And I thought, oh my gosh, if she can do this, I can do this. And I went out and bought a Walkman and I made a goal to be able to run a mile. And it took me a month to run a mile. And then I pushed it to two and that took me another month. And then I remember doing my first 10, 5K, which is a little over three miles. And it took me a long time, probably six or eight months of run, walk, run, walk before I could actually run consistently. And now when I say run, I mean jog, okay? I've never been a runner. Nobody's doing a seven minute mile around here. So, um, but the healthier I got, the more I started adding in, like this was back in the um, late 80s and early 90s. And so I started going to step classes and, and Nautilus uh, classes and things like that. So it just kind of bleeds into other areas of your life. So I'm really, with re interviewing Renee, I'm really hoping to inspire you to take back your life, including taking back your health. And if that includes the fact that you've been putting your own health on the shelf so that you can serve other people, you need to take that back. So that's why I've decided to have Renee on. So Renee is going to be my first guest. Now, I'm gonna try and do this share screen thing. You are going to love Allie Henny. This is her book, I Won't Shut Up. Let me see if I can get this share screen thing to work. Hopefully you'll be able to hear it. All right.
Okay. I hope you could hear that. Could you guys hear that? Oh, okay. So, oh, you couldn't hear it. I can't figure out why I can't get this to, well, anyway, could you see it? Could you at least see her? Tell me, Alan, could you see her? I know I'm, I'm getting a lot of um, no sound, no sound. Well, anyway, okay, well, good. That's going to, oh, now you, I know. Yeah, because I was sharing the screen. So, um, yeah. So let me go. Um, okay, so you couldn't hear her uh, thing, but this is her book. And what I recommend is actually getting the audio version because um, she narrates her own book. And I love her voice. And I love her enthusiasm and I love hearing her tell her story. So you can, if you're, if you're a book reader, get the book, but I love her audiobook. And let me just read a little bit. This is her author's note. She says, this book is a work of nonfiction, but it is neither an autobiography, encyclopedia entry, newspaper article, not courtroom transcript. I have tried to retell the life events contained in this book to the best of my recollection, calling upon old journals, correspondence, and other personal writings to help give me an accurate, if not always precise, account of what happened. And in some instances, I have changed names and other identifying information in order to maintain privacy. And what she goes on to say is that she's telling her truth. She is telling her story. And the title of her book, I Won't Shut Up, is because she really understood that in order for her to tell her story, she had to tell the truth and she had to kind of identify the people that um, kind of created hardship for her in her life and traumatic events that happened in her life. And she had to tell those stories. But um, it's just it's just a fabulous book. And she's going to be on She Became Visible on um, February 6th. So that's going to be really exciting. Okay, so let's move on. Unfortunately, you weren't able to hear that. Oh, okay, Maven, where are you? I need you. Okay, next. Oh, go back. Why aren't you moving? Okay, let me take this off. Okay, and then go back to this. All right, end of January, around the January 27th, I'm going to have a a famous comedian called Chicago Steve Barkley. Now, I don't know how many of you, and I'm frustrated because I was going to show you a clip from his uh, YouTube, one of his clips on YouTube, but I can tell now that you're not going to be able to. Let me try it one more time. If you have the patience, let me let me try it one more time. All right, here we go. We're going to do stop screen. All right, there we go. Now we're going to do, I'm going to try share screen again. And let's try window. Let's try now to share audio, share a tab instead. Well, I did that last time and it didn't work. Select a tab to share. And it says also share tab audio. Okay, I'm going to try it again. Here we go.
Okay. I'm just going to go back really quick. Could you hear that? Were you able, somebody comment on that. Were you able to hear that? That was just a little preview. Ah, oh, crud. All right. It's not working for some reason. I don't know why. Um, all right. Well, let's. He hitchhiked to California. He he's always been a very personable guy. He makes friends wherever he goes, and he made some friends. They met on a beach. Uh, they lived on the beach for a while. Then they found somebody they could live on their couch for a while. He worked as a gar garbage man in California all the while, um, you know, doing stand up. And he really did fabulously. He has worked with every high-end comedian jerry seinfeld ellen degeneres uh rob snyder actually opened for him um he's worked with all of all of them and he won america's funniest people back God, i remember how many years ago i'll have steve tell his story and he um he did it he won the competition with his motorcycle impressions how many of you are familiar with the guy the motorcycle guy that's my brother and he's going to be on the show and he and i you know we um we both have some really fabulous stories but we're so glad we have each other and my father got remarried and had two children with his new wife my mother got remarried and had one son with her new husband but he and i have the memories growing up together uh, going through the divorce, going through living with a single mom, and you know everything that that encompasses. Um, he has some really kind of funny uh, Mormon stories because when my parents joined the church, I was 12 years old. He was 15. He got baptized because mom said you're getting baptized, so he said, "Okay, I guess I'm getting baptized." And but he never went to church. And um, he has some funny run-ins with members of the church, even though he's never really even been. I mean, he went to live with my dad right after he was um, baptized. My dad, my biological father was not a member of the church. So he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't, he, he didn't live the religion at all or believe in it ever, but he has some funny stories that go along with it. So he's going to be my guest. All right. So moving on here. So he's going to be the end of January. I wish you could, I wish you could hear this. Okay. This I'm really excited about. And yes, you are reading that correctly. This is a fabulous book. Ejaculate Responsibly, A Whole New Way to Think About Abortion. Now, 
just saying the word abortion is probably going to send you into a tizzy right there, right? But let me tell you, um, this is an amazing book. And I'm going to, let me put on my glasses because I can barely, I, I printed this up and I really printed it up really small. But let me read this to you. She says, um, dear reader, before we begin, I'm going to make a quick introduction and a short, sincere plea. I'm a religious mother of six who accidentally made a career as a thought leader after I started a blog, Design Mom, in 2006, and it took off. I've received accolades I'm proud of. My blog was named a website of the year by Time Magazine. It won the Iris Award for blog of the year, and I've written a New York Times best-selling book also called Design Mom. I've moderated hundreds of discussions on difficult topics and interviewed some of the most influential people in the world. My writing is quoted and shared across the globe daily. And the most important essay I've ever written in any essay is an essay about abortion. And this is what this book is based on. In that essay, I propose several ideas about the often overlooked causes of abortion. My key claim is that 99% of abortions are the result of unwanted pregnancies and men cause all unwanted pregnancies. Should I go on reading? How many of you? Okay, I can, are, are we signing off right now? Are the people signing off right now? Um, she says, for those who want to effectively reduce abortion or outlaw it altogether, as many states have done, this focuses on women. This focus on women is a fundamental mistake for two reasons. Number one, because there is dat clear data that abortion bans are ineffective. And two, because again, men cause all unwanted pregnancies. If you're focused on women, you're wasting your time. So that is just the introduction that she has. Now, don't get defensive because she has data that backs up and if the book is not about abortion, all right, let's get that clear. It's not about killing babies. It's about unwanted pregnancies. And she goes into the biological way that babies are created and how women are basically fertile for 24 hours a month. Guess how often men are fertile? Every single day. So this is this is the kind of the avenue that she takes when she talks about this. She lives in France. She's an LDS mother of six. And it's just, it's a really, it's a great book to start a discussion. So um, anyway, she's going to be my guest. And I'm hoping to get Natasha Helfer on as well so that she can uh, co-host when I interview Gabrielle. So that's going to be one of my one of my guests too. So that's kind of some of the things that I have planned. My brother, Allie, Gabrielle, and Renee. I'm really excited. Now, I have other people on my list. I'm, I'm hoping to get some of the floodlit people on my podcast. Um, I worked with Maven a little bit when she did her marathon. And the, what the floodlit people are doing is absolutely amazing. And I follow a couple of people on Instagram that are trying to make the uh, SA more aware of actually who's causing it and what we need to do to try to rectify this severe problem. Um, I'm going to have Brooke Burke on my show. 
How many of you know who Brooke Burke is? I'm going to guess that most of you are going to be going, oh, I had posters of Brooke Burke all over my bedroom in the 80s and 90s, right? That's what I, when I told my son that I was going uh, to a retreat with Brooke, he was like, uh, I had her posters all over my room. Mom, do you remember that? And my son is 42. So, so any of you that are in that age range, you're probably going to remember her from that era. But any of you that wear Skechers shoes, you might be remembering her from the Skechers shoes ads that she's doing now. But she has a fabulous app. She does a lot of really great retreats that include yoga and just body health awareness. And she's gone through some tough times. And I love that she's so open and shares what she's gone through. Her life has not been uh, puppy dogs and rainbows, but she's got the best attitude. And she is the, the most real person that you'll ever want to meet. So she's going to be one of my guests. Um, I'm going to have a uh, good old John Larson on my show. He's agreed to come on. We haven't been able to secure a date yet, but I love John Larson. John Larson was really a big part of my deconstruction, uh, Mormon expressions. Um, what I loved about him was the uh, collaboration he did with his fellow panel members, the music, the humor, but along with the historical data, that's, this is what I loved about Mormon expressions. And I just love John's personality. So he's going to be one of my guests. Um, I'm going to have, um, I'm hoping to get, there's a local lawyer here in Arizona that's following the Gilbert goons quite um, effectively. And I'm hoping to get her on the show. So I've just got some really great things planned for 2024. And I hope that you will join me and be with me. So remember to, uh, yes, songs of our own, John Larson. Yes, we all love John Larson. But um, anyway, so I hope that you will put down 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, Mormon discussions. You will find She Becomes Visible. And it will be a probably a mixture of live recordings and also um, uh, recorded recordings. And so hopefully we will uh, be able to connect. So I'm going to let you go. Have a great Thursday evening. I will see you again on Sunday. Thanks for joining me today. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me today on She Became Visible. Join me each week as my guests and I explore the path of womanhood and tell all our stories. We'll talk about finding the courage to be ourselves and motivate each other to be everything that we're capable of and meant to be, no matter what happens around us. Please like, share, and subscribe, and don't forget to donate at SheBecameVisible.org.